show is sponsored by HiveMind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at HiveMindCRM.io. How you doing, Calvin? Sorry, I think I'm on mute. Yeah, what's going on, man? First time here. Is this is your first time here or mine? Yours. Oh yeah, yeah. First time here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How you doing today? Pretty, pretty good. Well, Mark, so I um, I got connected with uh, Ambrose. Uh huh. So he sent me an invite. Uh, we connected on Clubhouse earlier this morning, and cool. he asked me if I would be available to 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 attend. So I said, yeah, absolutely. So, excited appreciate you hopping in calvin yeah absolutely so tell me a little bit about the group if you don't mind i mean uh he kind of gave me a quick little in intro but i never really asked too many questions you know so um we do uh this is, this is kind of like a real estate mastermind so we do pretty much anybody has any questions or issues we'll kind of go over different subjects um sometimes it's, we ask questions in the end the middle doesn't really matter sometimes we'll cover certain subjects um but yeah, it's pretty much it's a mastermind, real estate mastermind and business mastermind. And uh, it comes with the CRM. So we do these every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. Uh, Mondays are right now at this time, every Monday. Thursdays are at uh, two hours later. So whatever mm -hmm. time zone you're in, five, five Pacific, seven Central, eight Eastern. And then Saturdays are on Clubhouse. Okay, cool, cool. Awesome, so, man. Yeah, we would talk about uh, pretty much everything, man. From land to houses to rehabs. We'll do interviews sometimes. We'll do a lot of different stuff. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I actually was thinking about attending some uh, some meetups here in my area. You know, that they're actually finally, hopefully, the world's going back to normal, whatever that means. But um, So they're starting to have more meetups now. And I actually haven't been to a meetup in... And I don't know, 10 years, like it's been a long time. I've only been to maybe two meetups ever. And then I've never been to one, but I'm kind of looking at, you know, doing some more networking and just connecting. And don't you know, this is the new normal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go ahead, Matthew. Look, I, I mean, I've kind of adapted to it. Like, you know, because I like to do stuff virtually. Yeah. And it's almost like it kind of like the pandemic kind of fit my business model. <laughs> yeah. You know, so definitely just made it normal what'd you say matthew um i was just curious to see if any of the clubhouses were recorded i'm not sure how it works but i wasn't available on saturday oh no um okay so we want to get to a point to record clubhouse but uh clubhouse isn't like recorder friendly um there's a way to do it and i've tried to do it a few times and the sound just doesn't come out good so I have, we don't record the Saturday calls, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I know uh, Spotify just came out with their own feature and there, there's a way to record theirs already. You can just opt in to record it and then gotcha. I'll notify everybody. Oh, the room, the room title will say it's recorded hey. automatically. Gotcha. Yeah. I was very excited to uh, hear about that topic of financing land, but fortunately my schedule did not align. I mean, we can kind of cover a little bit over today. Um, Anthony, are you here? He is here. So Anthony's uh, my business partner. Um, he is here. I don't know if he's available or not. Look at Frank. I see Frank. You playing poker again? No, actually, I'm in uh, Tampa, Florida right now at a place called Portillo's. Oh, I like Portillo's. Just waiting for food. Get a chocolate cheesecake. 
No, thanks. That's really good. Way too much carbs. <laughs> so uh, Anthony's my business partner. Um, that's where he's at. But yeah, we usually, we, usually go, we usually talk about anything really random. I see we have another new person too. Is it Kemi? Yeah, that's correct. Kemi, Kemi, welcome, welcome. I got to go see hey, him. Yeah, Kemi, that's my girl. Hey, Calvin. What's going on? Okay. Nothing much. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. yeah we're, both, we're both in the mobile home space, and uh, so we connect, we've connected there, but um, good to see her here. Cool. Awesome. It's a small world out there. <laughs> hey, Anthony, are you there? Anthony. Yeah, I'm here. I'm getting get. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm getting ready to run out the door. Uh, but yeah, I'm here, and then I'm heading to the mall. Too, so one of my receptions is going to be cutting in and out. But yeah, we uh, we love creative. Uh, I do a lot in that space. I actually prefer uh, creative financing for my uh, initial deal offer. So I'm not really going in with a uh, wholesale lowball cash offer. I'm going in with a normally a very high offer. Um, as long as the seller is willing to work out some kind of deal with us where we can get the property sometimes for nothing, you know, we look for, for zero down strategies, um, very low, little to nothing out of pocket strategies. And that's kind of what we're after. So, um, yeah, I normally don't go into a deal thinking, how can I, you know, buy this myself? I'm thinking of what can I do to structure the front end so that the seller will let me do something fancy on the back end so I can either acquire the property and then turn around and do like a seller finance for myself to an end buyer or um, maybe a double close where I can make profit on the deal without taking anything out of my own pocket. Those are my primary two strategies that I'm always looking for. So yeah, we talk a lot about seller finance and creative and all that fun stuff. That's kind of like the, the I think our primary methods in the hive. I know a lot of people do all kinds of other stuff, um, but that's usually what I gear towards because I feel like it allows a person to become infinite in their business, meaning that you can buy an infinite amount of properties take out an infinite amount of loans sometimes and most of the time at 0% interest to yourself. So that's usually what we're doing. So if you missed this last one, yeah, I mean, we, we covered that all the time. And if you had any specific questions, I'll be happy to dive into it right now. Can you uh, bring up some examples of ways you've created cash flow out of properties? That was a uh, Matthew's question. Yeah, for sure. So I'll just give you a, a couple of quick examples right now. Um, I had one here in San Antonio, it was 10 acres and the seller wanted to get, um, a hundred thousand for it. And then as we started to look at it, they had a foreclosure they were facing for almost 40, which brings the deal down to like 60. And then they had a bunch of liens on the property, um, a, a massive child support liens, some old business liens. The thing just had like about 20 hurdles on it. And I looking at the title commitment and looking at the problems that it had, I knew that we could probably get it done for them. So I only offered them uh, 15,000 a piece to the husband and the wife. I said, that's, that's going to be your take home because by the time we do all the, the curing of the title, um, cover the 40,000 for the foreclosure. I didn't want to put too much money up front out of pocket because I already knew that I was going to get myself into trouble. So they agreed to take the, the 15 a piece and I went to work on the, on the title paperwork. First we paid the, well, actually I didn't say we did. I personally did not come up with the funds to pay the foreclosure. I found an in buyer. Well, Alma Flores helped me. She brought in an in buyer that put down um, 40,000 to get the paperwork started. They sent that straight to the foreclosure to stop the foreclosure. And then they put, I had them put down a total of $80,000. So from the very beginning, they stopped the foreclosure and we used their extra funds to start paying off all the other little debts that we had to get taken care of. Um, and they, uh, we agreed on $6,700 a month as their payoff. So I pretty much created a $6,700 note um, with zero out of pocket. So that's one. And then um, another one that I did, it was five acres, Orange Grove, about an hour south of San Antonio. I'm gonna turn on my truck, give me two seconds. And uh, on that deal, um, it was a, a seller that came in through Google and he wanted, I think he see the uh, realtor told him he could list it for like 40 or 45,000. So I said, well, you know, have at it. I can't pay that. You know, I'm somewhere about $8,000. And he said, well, no, I can't do that. I'm not going to do it. I'll just rather wait. And I didn't hear nothing from him for about 90 days. And then he calls me back. He said, hey, somebody from your company 
the property. And I said, yeah, I remember you. I, I gave you an offer of $8,000. And he was like, well, how much would you give me for it? And I said, $8,000. So he said, you know what? That's fine. I'll go ahead and I'll take it. So we got it under contract. I usually shoot for about the 90 day mark uh, for me to close on this stuff. So if I don't find a buyer, then yeah, I do intend to close. On so I make sure that I buy deep. Um, that put down, I think 8,500 or 9,500, something like that. I got to double check. And I sold it to them for um, 60 equal payments of $400. So that's $400 a month cash flow with zero out of pocket again on that deal uh, for five years. So those are the kinds of deals that we look for. You know, we look for sellers that are willing to either work with us on the front end to see if we can do something on the back end. And then I look for the end buyer to be my bank to bring in the capital. And I look to see if we can work something out with the seller where they'll give us some time to try to work something out on the property. But that's usually how we create notes from land. That's how I do it. I don't know if there's anybody else has a better way, but we try not to involve any banks, you know, no lenders, no credit checks, um, nothing like that. Does anybody else have any questions specifically about like creative finance or any of that kind of stuff? I have another question off of that. Um, Heck yeah. So do you ever use, um, like do you ever cross collateralize other assets or other performing notes as um, a down payment? Like not actual cash up front, but just, um, you know, for people who don't need the money up front, do you ever, you know, do that? Give, give a performing note as collateral? You know, I never have, and I've never done too much in notes at all, um, but I've heard of it. I've just never done it myself. So um, I'm sure if we came across it, we could find a way to piece the deal together. I know enough guys that are in that space, but I've personally never done it. Gotcha. Yeah. I just, um, I have a lead um, and I was talking to my buddy, Joe in Arizona, who buys a bunch of sub two deals, seller financing stuff. And he just mentioned that today, which I had never heard of. So I was just curious to see if that was something um, that you guys were applying to the business. But so what would you do? You would take a, a guy, you have a seller, he says, hey, I want 100000 down. And you say, hey, well, I don't have 100000 but I have a rental that's doing 1500 a month. I'll give you like title to that rental. Or, or how does he put it together? Do you have any idea? I'm not 100% sure how exactly he does it yet, but I think that it has something. It might be an addendum to a performance deed. I, I really don't know, um, but I would assume that it's, you know, if we were to, if we were to default on, you know, one payment, the property is deeded back to you along with the note that we put up as collateral. That sounds cool, man. I got a couple of ideas and, uh, you know, people that we could probably call on for something like that. And then I don't want to confuse any of the new people who are going into those advanced strategies like that. So if you want to post in the inner circle group and uh, bring it up, then maybe we can tag a couple people and then we could do a more private call in a more private setting. But I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see how that works and how we could use something like that moving forward. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So um, these type of like owner finance strategies and cash flow strategies, you can do the same thing with mobile homes and land and all different types of property. So like like Anthony said that that the $8,000 deal, as long as you can, you can do other types of deals like that where you're not necessarily cash flowing 100% or owning it 100%. But um, as long as you get it, when you do it like smaller properties, they're really great to owner finance. Like if you got the five, $10,000, I say like anything $30,000 or less that you can ask for a down payment. Those are really, really good opportunities there to, to essentially cash flow. Um, and you can do this with all types of assets. We uh, we met a guy, he, he did this with a mobile home park and he sold it owner finance and he essentially was collecting like a thousand a month. And then he ended up selling the note for like 93,000. So you can still create the note and still get your wholesale fee. You just have to sell the note on the back end. So there's definitely a lot of opportunity there when you do create a note and it's just leveraging, le leveraging all the information you, you know, or the people, you know, and just creating that note in a, with good terms. And you can always keep the cash flow or sell it, sell the whole note cash and still get your wholesale fee. So there's a lot of strategies that you can go into that. Like instead of wholesaling it out, if you can owner finance it and then just sell the note later, you make it a higher spread instead of just selling a straight wholesale cash. So if there's opportunity yeah. there to just get a cash down payment and owner finance the rest, you could probably get paid more in the long run. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, so why would you uh, go for that strategy? Why would you go for a seller finance strategy instead of a, a wholesale, right? So let's just, I'll just make up a quick scenario. So if I goof it up a little bit, give me a minute. But like, let's say the seller says, hey, I want 100000 
right? A wholesaler comes in and says, I'll give you 50,000. And the, the owner's like, you're a nut. So you, the idea was they wanted to get it for 50 or 60, turn around and sell it for, I don't know, 70, right? Try to make $10,000. Um, but if you would do a, a, you know, a seller finance where you'll tell the seller, look, you know, I can't do a hundred. If I'm going to do cash, I'm going to do something like that other gentleman, you know, I'm probably going to offer you like 50. And I don't want to insult you with some kind of crazy low number. So here's what I can do. But I can get you probably closer to that hundred. I can probably get you 80 or 90, um, but I'm going to need to make, you know, maybe 60 equal payments. So maybe I can give you $10,000 down a thousand dollars a month. And, uh, you know, I get you that 80 or that 90 and the seller says, well, that sounds pretty interesting. How does that work? You know, plus a little bit of interest. Maybe we never bring up interest, but if they do you might add a little bit of interest, just to sweeten the deal up a little bit. So all I need to do now on the back end is find a buyer that has more than $10,000 or more to put down. And then I'll just make the spread on that. So if, if the seller is going to get 10,000 down and a thousand a month, you know, I might sell the thing for 150 or 175 where the new buyer is going to give me at least $10,000 down to cover my down payment to the seller. And if the seller only needs a thousand a month, then I can turn around and sell it for 1900 a month or 2,400 a month. Uh, but instead of me selling it for uh, like, you know, that hundred mark where I'm going to make a $10,000 wholesale fee, yeah, I'm going to turn around and sell it for 145, you know, 170. So now not only am I making, you know, 80 grand on the deal, but I'm getting payments now spread out over for the next five or 10 years. So if, if everybody's always thinking about that quick wholesale fee, how can I make five or 10 or 20 or $50,000, you know, right away. But if you just take a little while, stare at the deal, um, ask a few more questions of that seller and see exactly what it is that they need. Um, you can offer more cash because if you turn around and sell it to a retail buyer, then you can get a lot more than just a quick cash transaction. And if anybody thinks, well, yeah, but you know, that's a lot of spread, but I've sold, you know, properties for 2X um, what the, um, the assessed value was. So it's just a matter of putting a deal together. How good is that property? You know, how demanding is that market? And, you know, those are super important. So I think, you know, I'd like people to pay attention to that and just stop and ask a few more questions. If, you, if you're new and you don't know exactly what to ask, that's when you would bring in somebody else like Daniel or myself and say, hey, I got the seller. I think he's interested in selling. Um, I asked him if he would be open to selling it, you know, uh, on some kind of terms and he's open to hearing about it, then you would grab a Frank Spalding, you know, or you would grab uh, me or Daniel or somebody, maybe Matt's, you know, Rogers is super, uh, super seasoned, somebody who's already been doing it for a while. And I think that's the power of the hive mind is that no matter where you are in your career, like even me, I feel like I'm semi-advanced. I still have a mentor that I call on to help me with difficult stuff. So if you're a brand new person in here, even if you've never even been in real estate before, you're still looking for your first deal, you have access to some players in here. So if there's something that you don't know or something that you're unfamiliar with, all you have to do is just grab somebody next to you and ask them to help you take another look at the deal. Ask them to get on the, on the phone with the seller and see if you can work something out. Because I've even done it to myself where I had a deal where I was ghosting the seller. Uh, I stopped answering his phone calls because I didn't see his strategy. And then after thinking about it for long enough, um, it ended up turning into be like a $55,000 deal. And then another one, same scenario where I thought there was no strategy, no way you know, to do anything with it. I was actually at my office with my sister and my dad. And then it just hit me like a ton of bricks all at the same time while I wasn't even thinking about it. And I told them both, I said, I'm going to make $100,000 on this deal. And I couldn't see a strategy for months. And I ended up doing 155 on that one. So it's just a matter of getting other people involved with your deals, no matter where you are in your career. And that's what's going to pay dividends, you know, hanging around people that are in the hive mind. Yeah. And one thing I'll say on top of that is that when you're owner financing, Airv goes out the window. It, it more comes to what terms can you give them or a payment they can afford. And not every, and then you, a lot of people are, are small minded on that. Like, well, a thousand dollars is too much. A lot of these people, they're not, you got to, you got to get yourself out of the perspective and your fears of people not being able to afford it. Um, a lot of the times, like I sold, I sold my house on a, on a wrap and I sold, I was asking for $50,000 down and people were like, Oh, I only got 10. I only got 20. I was like, no, I'm looking for 50. What I really wanted was 30 to 35. And when I found somebody with 30, boom, deal's done. So whenever you're asking for down payments, always ask for a higher down payment than what you really want, because somebody may come and bring you what you're over asking as far as a down payment. And then you can figure out the terms later on, but you can, you always leave yourself room to negotiate, which is huge. So 
um, pe people have more money than you think. And if you, if you ask the right questions and you put out at the right terms, people, people will, uh, will come up with the money somehow. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yep. I'll, I'll add something to that right there is that every time I get off the phone with the seller, whether I'm going to buy the property or not, if it looks interesting enough, where it sounds like the seller is kind of like pretty close on their price, I'll immediately go to Facebook Marketplace and I'll post what we call a ghost ad. So it's an ad uh, of a property with no picture of the property and no address. So it doesn't exactly point to a property, but it, it tells you what zip code it's in, what city it's in, and the rough asking price. And I always put 50% down. That's my magic number. So come to the table with over a hundred thousand in cash like not in the bank not alone cash green cash and i'm like no you got to go get a money order i gotta get a cashier's check or something you can't show up the title with cash um over a hundred thousand so yeah people have money out there and then like daniel said put by asking for a larger down payment on these seller finance deals it's a good way to fish somebody out that does have that kind of cash on them so even if the property is worth a million dollars i'm gonna say 50 percent down is what i want and then just see what happens. But yeah, that's one note created for 6,700 a month. And then I'm, I was about to write a note today. If I get here back from the buyer, maybe tomorrow for 3000 a month. So people have money. So uh, I learned this in sales a long time ago. Um, we were selling a, a high ticket item, almost 70,000, you know, to complete strangers off the street. And they said, don't try to sell uh, from your own wallet. Meaning like, don't try to, you know, worry about what somebody else has inside of their pocket, you know, for you to think like that somebody can afford it or somebody's going to bring that much cash to the table. Like, don't worry about what's in your account or in your own wallet, because you never know what kind of cash people are sitting on. Um, you know, people have money out there. We just got to just find them. And I, I've kind of tricked myself into that mindset to think that everybody has that kind of cash on them. So when somebody says, hey, you know, I know you need 100,000 down, but can I give you 10? I'm like, no, I'm just going to wait. And sure enough, like it, it happens every single time. Somebody will message me and say, hey, I don't have 100, but I have 80. Can you work with me? And now they're begging you to take their $80,000. So it's just a mindset thing, I think. But as long as you perform to that seller. So if you tell that seller you're going to buy that thing for 50000 if you can't find a buyer, you better be pre uh, prepared to close on it. That's the only thing. And that'll build trust. Because when you speak, that seller knows that you're going to do what you said you were going to do. But yeah, it's the exact same thing. Yep. Uh Go ahead, uh, Lupe, what's your question? Hey, um, uh, really quick, uh, it's not related to what we're talking about, but um, I needed to ask before I go back to work. Um, in regards to the CRM, uh, uh, let me see, I'm sorry. In regards to the CRM, um, I haven't really done much, but I need to start to work on it. So if I, let's say I need to build some kind of funnel, I guess, I don't even know exactly what that means, but like something to do with text messages, phone calls, or um, ringless voicemails, stuff like that. I can just go in there and look under help and look for videos and then try to get that done that way. Is yes. that correct? Yes, you okay. can definitely do that. Uh, reach out to me whenever you're available and schedule an appointment with me. I think after this call, I'm meeting with Shri and one other person. So uh, I do help out for stuff like this as well. Okay, because I'm gonna, gonna start to start, I'm gonna start thinking about what I need to do to start using it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I just get get um, get familiar with everything, setting up stuff, things, and that way I can start using it going forward. Because, I mean, I think I'm missing out on a lot um, if I don't get to it, you know, so I will reach out to you. So other than that, just the videos, um, I'll reach out to you and see what we can, when we can have, a, I guess, a call or whatever, and, and that's it, right? <laughs> good. Let me know. Reach out to me. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Daniel. Bye. Bye. Go ahead, Corey. You had a question? No, I just wanted to uh, <clears throat> kind of piggyback off of what Anthony was saying. Uh, I ran a ghost ad this weekend uh, for a property that I couldn't find um, a, a value on and to, to, to know what to make the, how to make the offer. And I, man, I had about 15 or 16 people. I mean, just all weekend, just pounding my DM, you know? So, um, it worked. Um, 
it, it, it really does. It really, really does. And so, it's a great way, great way to build a buyer's list as so, well. So Corey was here last week and he asked us, he's like, I don't know what to offer this person. So we literally told him what we told everybody at the beginning of this call is make a ghost ad. And he got results from it last week. So good job for taking action. Nice job, Corey. Yes, sir. Thanks for that. Nugget. Quick question, just like uh, she had er um, earlier. Uh, are you available today after these three, after you meet with these three people? I mean, honestly, I, if you guys want to stay on the call, I can knock you all together. That way it may be easier if you guys have similar questions. Yeah, we got the same questions. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You guys can hang on after this. That's fine. Perfect. Just to throw in, uh, you know, other other ways to use seller financing uh, and such, where you still end up with nothing out of your pocket. And I apologize. Uh, now I'm driving. Um, I didn't leave the video on while I was eating. That would have been really mean. Um, but uh, I'm looking right now at two multifamilies, uh, 22 doors and a 24 door, and want to do it with no money out of my pocket. So, and these are deals where I've already got the seller that's, you know, now willing to do a seller finance deal. So, you know, another option is start spreading the word, you know, that, uh, you know, you've got a, you know, what, whatever your deal is, you know, in my case, you know, these two multifamilies and, uh, you know, you're looking for a partner uh, to, to come in on these because uh, another angle you can do is get a partner who's got cash you run the show, you know, handle, you know, handle the property management, the cleanup and everything. And you have to obviously make sure that you're, you know, just like anything else, you're buying a good enough discount where when, you know, you buy, we're, we're going to buy it, we're going to use $150,000 of this guy's money uh, between the two properties uh, to get them. And, uh, and they're run down, you know, they're, you know, these are ordering into the D's. Uh, as far as class, so they need some work. But at that point in time, we start to take uh, the cash flow that's coming in uh, to do the work. We've already gotten the seller to agree to no payments for six months uh, on each of these properties because we're going to be putting almost 100% of what comes in back into the properties to renovate them. So he's that's agreed great. to that. Yeah, that's that's gold. I mean, that right there is gold, you know, almost as golden or just as golden as getting an investor to come in. So, but what we'll do though is, you know, we've got our purchase price on these. We're going to do the renovations and then get things brought up to at least 90% uh, stabilized, uh, which for those who don't know, multifamily stabilized basically means rented. Uh, you, know, so, you know, the more stabilized it is, if you're 100% stabilized, you're at 100% occupancy, which you, know, you can occasionally be at, but you're always going to have someone you know, checking out at some point in time and leaving and, uh, you know, moving on to another property or getting evicted. So you usually account, you know, keep at least five to 10%, uh, you know, non-stabilized. Uh, so your goal is 90 to 95%. But what our goal here is, is to get all of this work done in about six months and then get it really good in cash flowing over the next year to a year and a half. At that point in time, we should be able to get an appraisal done that comes in, you know, somewhere, you know, our goal is to be able to take out 80% of value. But when we pull out that 80%, we want to be able to pay off our investor, pay off the seller for everything and walk away with an additional two to $300,000 in our pockets that we can put into the next deal at that point in time. Plus we'll still have the cash flow coming in and we're going to be using a management company to do every bit of the actual management of the property. So we will never, other than the initial walkthrough and you know, as we do our due diligence and then, you know, as the construction gets, you know, the renovations get done. But for the most part, it's going to be completely hands-off. We'll have to make a couple of trips up to Ohio. But the rest of it is, you know, hands-off. I have no desire to be there in the middle of winter. I have no desire to get a call at three in the morning when shit breaks. And shit breaks, it's a given. So especially when you're doing a D and you're converting it up to a C, you know, our goal is to hit a C-plus class. The neighborhood could sustain it. It's just the buildings. You know, the buildings are both uh, really old buildings. So I mean, there's another opportunity. No money out of pocket, and you know, the whole thing is going to pay for itself in the long run. Put money in our pocket, plus net worth. At that point in time, you know, someone was talking about using notes or other deals, you know, to back yourself up. You don't always have to have a note that you're going to give them if you've got property and you know such that proves, you know. 
here's 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 my foot in the multifamily arena. Now this proves I know what I'm talking about. This proves we know what we're doing. And here's our actual net worth. And sometimes that in and of itself can be a credit for you also. So hope that helps someone. Oh, thanks, Frank. That's awesome. That sounds like a really good dope deal, man. If you're getting that owner financing for six months, that's that's powerful. So um, for anybody that doesn't know multifamily, uh, it's valued by the amount of income it brings in minus expenses. So for him getting the six months free uh, with the with seller financing, he can use that to repair and remodel and hopefully rent out those damaged units, which will increase the uh, net operating income, which increases the value of it. So that is a great, great strategy. Um, hopefully we'll be doing those more ourselves soon, but that's, that's awesome. Awesome. Frank. Appreciate that. Um, anybody else have any questions about, uh, owner financing, seller financing? Uh, it's kind of open room for anybody here. You can raise your hand or just unmute yourself. No, no. So are the types of deals I'm sorry. Are the types of deals, uh, you know, that you guys are financing, like doing these types of financing terms and producing significant cash flow, are they like large parcels? Are they farms? Are they, I mean, I feel like they're probably not infill lots if you're, you know, generating a thousand dollars a month in cash flow. Anthony's literally done it all. So the, the eight thousand dollar deal, I think, it was like a one to two acre lot. The six thousand dollar cash flow, I think, that was like a twenty acre lot. And then we're actually doing one now that's a hundred acres. So you can do this with a lot. Like there's no cap to this, like, or, or type of property too. Like you can do this with commercial. You can do this with office. You can do this with land. I have a question. Sure. So um, you, do you need an RMLO for this? And how do you know the correct value Means I know you you are paying more than what the value is because it's an owner financing deal. Um, but how do you know like the comps might not support and the end buyer is gonna pay the price what we are asking there? So is there since uh, it's not mor mortgage through bank? So how so do you know the value? Uh, we, we, Corey just did it earlier. We told him last week, you, we put a ghost ad on Facebook. So you kind of, you can kind of look at the comps and kind of get an estimate of what, what people are, what people are buying it for, but the best value to find is just to put it on Facebook marketplace. Um, you can put any type of property on Facebook marketplace, and then you can determine if it's at a good price if people message you or if people don't message you. And that'll tell you what the local market's looking at because, People are looking on marketplace just to find everything and properties, land, houses. They're looking on marketplace. They're looking on Zillow, looking at other properties, but they're looking on marketplace. So the best place to determine what value it's going for is to actually put it on marketplace with a ghost ad, which it's um, it's in the same vicinity, same uh, right around right about that size, whether it's a house or land. It's a similar type property, but it doesn't exist. So from there, from our, um, essentially from people DMing us, that's where we determine what, what that price we can probably sell it at without even actually doing comps or anything like that. Because if, if, you're, if your phone blows up and people message you left and right repeatedly over the 24, 48 hours, you know you have it at a good price. So you know what offer you need to make to the seller. And uh, how do you look... Um means since it's a ghost ad and it's on Facebook. So how do you know that that person is qualified and the, he has cash ready for this? Um, in our ads, we usually put whatever, whatever trying to get cash. So whether it's $10,000 down, $20,000 down, we're always putting that into the ad itself. So people that don't, I mean, you're going to get people that mess, might message you that might, like, Hey, if you had, let's say you're asking for $20,000 down, people message you like, Hey, I have 10 can you still work with me? I have five. Can you still work with me? And you'll get those all day long. And then you'll get that one person who's like, I have 30. What can you do? And then, you know, you have it at a really good price and you could probably get more of a down payment, but people, people will tell you what they have. And sometimes they even come back to you like, Hey, I have five, but I can get five by next week. Can you still work with me? Cause I have 10 and they'll, they'll straight up tell you what they have. 
And that's how you determine what people are willing to pay for as far as a down payment and owner financing. And do you involve, I'm sorry, I'm asking too many questions. You're fine. So do you involve any uh, attorney here for the paperwork or you draw your own? Um, you can do a title, you can go through a title company, you can do a self-close. Um, I know one of our users, uh, uh, Land Mogul, John Alexander, he teaches people how to do a self-close. And I know Sharonda's done a self-close and I think, for, I think Mike does self-closes too. But um, you can pay to have a title company or you can do it yourself. It's really up to you and your um, needs and wants and your experience level. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say I use an attorney for everything. I'd rather spend an extra 500 to 1000 yep. um, and then have all the legal responsibility off of my shoulders. Yep. Just to follow what Anthony was saying for uh, self-closing and what Daniel was saying too, John does have a course. And I know I was talking about the other day about it being simple. It's simple after you've gone through the course. I'll say that. Um, there's um, some paperwork in it and there's some legal terms that can trip you up. So you wanna make sure that you have the right documents. So if you were gonna do, um, if you were gonna do a owner financing deal and you've never gone through a course and you've never seen the paperwork, I would highly suggest either going to a lawyer directly or going to a title company. Got it. Thank you. There you go. I just can I just add something to uh -huh. about owner financing, and I'm uh -huh. I'm sorry I'm popped in and out. Um, but it's you can it can just it can it doesn't have to be your business model. It could just be your okay. If this didn't work out, let's try this. So, um, I am a landlady. So in a sense, if you have a property, let, let me just make up one. Um, that's valued at $15,000 um, and you purchased it from the seller for $5,000, um, you can put it up for cash and say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on Facebook Marketplace for you know, $15,000. I'm going to try to get $15,000. And it didn't move very quickly. Maybe it just is at the time that you put it or um, the, the people, the area that it wouldn't move that fast, somebody didn't have 15,000 cash, then you've only paid 5,000 for it. So you say, okay, um, when someone contacts you and they say, hey, look, I'm interested in the property, then you can just say, well, I'll offer owner financing as well. I'm going to need at least 5,000 so that you're not out of pocket. Um, so it could be like a secondary method to still get your deal done. You don't have to make this your your business model as well. So it can be an option out or it can be your business model. Just put it out there for, you know, how you want to think about it. Appreciate that, Sharonda. Yeah, that's a good point that Sharonda made. He said, uh, yeah, always let this, uh, give the, the buyer, always give them a multiple choice option. Say, I can either do this cash or I can probably work with you if you had X and just let them kind of decide what they want to do. You'd be surprised. What happens? Yeah, um, there's a, there's somebody out there, I forget his name, but he, he teaches like a, a three offer strategy. So you can do, um, they always do a wholesale offer and they'll do all three offers at the same time. And they'll do a wholesale offer, let's say $100,000 property, they'll do 50000 Then they'll do uh, owner financing uh, or they'll do like a lease purchase where something, something like that where or uh, some type of balloon payment. I figure out how they do it. And then the last last one they'll do is uh, owner financing. And that's the one where they'll give them the most, but the terms are favorable in their, in their direction. So a lot of the properties we're looking for are either wholesale price or wholesale terms. And wholesale terms, you can, you can be flexible on the price. As long as it makes sense, you can cash flow it. So that's the big difference. Wholesale price or wholesale terms, powerful. I, you know, I can't remember who it was. It was something similar to where um, they put, uh, they vary the down payment, but make sure that the pay, the monthly payment is like $500 a month. So for them, and I guess the market that they're in, people, people something about $500 a month, people like that's nothing, I'll be $500 a month. And then they'll change either the down payment amount or the how long the terms, like 36 months, 48 months, 
you know, or stretch it out as long as they have uh, $500 per month coming in. Yep. And if you consider that if you're not, uh, is that what you're talking about, Daniel? Did I just say it in a different way? <laughs> no, 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 that's definitely a way. Like if you figure out, that's a perfect example is if, if, if you know what people are willing to pay in that area, you can stretch out your terms. And I went, there's a video on YouTube. It's a uh, real estate, the numbers. It's about a 30 minute video. And I literally went over this, how you can skew the term limit versus interest rate. And you can work around that payment amount. It's very, very powerful. So I might do another, I think people were asking for me to do it again, but I might do it. Uh, maybe we'll do it next week or something, but um, I might do it again just because just so people, we have new people on now than when I did it last time. So people can ask more questions, but you can definitely uh, stretch out the terms or lower the interest rate, raise the interest rate to definitely maneuver around whatever payment they want. This is why whenever you go to a car dealership, they're like, how much can you afford? Because once they get that payment out of you and how much you have down, they already know what they can offer you. And that's it. So you give them that's, too much information. That's it. That's like the magic thing, just to know what they can do. Yep. So if you understand how the numbers work and operate, you can do the same thing, like like not necessarily like a used car salesman, but it's the same type of, it's a, it's a type of interest rate, down payment, loan term. And if you understand those basics, there's a book called um, Invest in Debt by Jimmy Napier. It is an amazing book that goes over stuff like this. So anybody who likes reading and wants to learn about numbers, it's called Invest in Debt by Jimmy Napier. Um, and that's where I learned a lot of the, I learned a lot of these strategies as myself. Um, but I was already interested in the number side of it. So that's what Anthony counts me on. Anthony will call me like probably about once every two weeks or once a week. And he's like, I need this payment. How many, how, what's the interest rate and what's the terms? And then I'll throw him the numbers back at him as far as payment and terms. So he calls me all the time for this. So I love doing it. So it's called Invest in Debt. Excuse me? Book, Invest in Debt. Invest in Debt, D-E-B-T by Jimmy Napier. Oh. It's a red book with like a line cutting through it, a white line. It's a great book. Here, look at this. It's right next to my desk. Let's see if you can see it. There you go. Look at the titles right here. Or yeah, invest. You have to add that book to my collection. Another good one is uh, the third book. Uh, I don't know what that one costs by uh, that guy. Uh, Mitch Steven has a book that is pretty much the Bible for seller finance and creative financing. Uh, but he charges almost 100 bucks for the book, but it's worth it because it's essentially a textbook on how to do this stuff. Can you say that title again, please? I can't offhand recall the title. Uh, it's not available as an audiobook. I've got his other two books, uh, but the author is Mitch Stephen, M I T C H S T E P H E N, I believe. I could be wrong, it could be V E N. But uh, it, one of his books is Failing Forward, uh, A Thousand Homes Failing Forward, uh, or something like that. It's uh, his first book. Um, that's right uh, what got started. I'm on Google. So it says My Life in a Thousand Houses. There we go. That was the first one. The third one that's hyper expensive is the one that's basically the textbook on seller finance and such like that. There you go. So if you guys are into books and stuff like that, definitely good, good, uh, some downtime. But um, the Jimmy Napier book, he teaches you how balloons work and how to calculate them and uh, selling notes at what, what yield, stuff like that. So if you get like a $20,000 note, uh, depending on what the note buyer is going to buy it at, he might buy it at a discount with a high yield. So they'll punch the numbers and like, hey, I'll give you $13,300. And it's just based off of the, lo the, the loan balance and loan terms that are still available on the note. So they'll just punch in numbers and figure out what yield they're going to buy it at. So interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, Mitch's book does that, and then he also mentions you can, and I'm sure you know, this Napier's book uh, probably covers it also. You can sell a note, but only part of the note. You can sell payments for, say, three years or five years. So you have a 20-year note or a 10-year note. 
you can sell just a portion of the, you know, of the payments on that. Uh, and the longer the person who, you know, whoever the payee is, has been paying, uh, the better the rate you can get. But say it's a $100,000 note, you could sell, you know, five years worth of payments and you might get thirty dollars or $40,000 for that. That gets you cash up front that you can put into another deal. That person who bought it, you know, bought that portion of that note from you is collecting payments for that period of time. But then at the end, the note goes back to you. So after that five years or whatever that time period was, you sold those payments for, you get the note back and begin collecting again. And the sweet thing is, you know, if there was interest involved in that note, the longer the person is paying on that note, the less, uh, you know, the, the, well, the more, the more of the principal at that point in time. So, the, you know, a lot of the interest went to the other person. So there's still, you know, the advantage is there's still a lot of the actual principal owed uh, that starts to come in towards the end of the loan. So the person who has the debt, you know, they're still actually paying off a fair amount of that note because uh, you basically sold a lot of interest payments uh, up until that point in time. So there's another way of pulling money off the notes and not actually completely sell away all the rights to the note. Yep. And that, that's, that's another point. That's a whole note thing of going down note investing. <laughs> that, that, gets, that gets cut going down a rabbit hole for sure. But um, it's a t- t- time, it's a time value of money. So a lot of people, they'd rather take cash now and then uh, forget about the money later on. So it's really depending on your strategy and how you want to utilize them. But yeah, it's definitely time value of money. <laughs> but that, thanks, Ray. You know, I got the nuggets. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, a real quick entry question. I'm only about a dozen um, term agreements into my investments but I've only done 0% interest because of the assumption kind of told to me by a couple different coaching programs to stay away from uh, dealing with interest rates because of federal regulation and any word on that? Um, You can do that. I mean, it really comes down to, like it says, your negotiation. So some people, and are you talking about signing? Are you talking about the buyer side or the seller side? I'm talking about um, on the selling side, actually holding notes uh, and yeah. not being a financial institution. Any yeah. legal problems with that? Or um, usually, I I think Anthony, I think all of his notes are like eight to ten percent. Um, wow. You can you can definitely it's it's definitely uh, different per state. I know Texas is pretty pretty open, um, so you have to check on your states and owner financing laws and stuff like that. But um, it it definitely like uh, when I do the numbers thing, you can you can show what a zero percent interest rate looks like as far as the total down payment. Like generally, we try and get zero percent on the buying side, and then we'll sell it with interest because even just by doing that, you can create a, a cash flow spread. So let's say let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar property, and the seller wants a hundred thousand dollars. Perfect. $100,000 cash flow here. Let me do it on my phone. So um, you guys can see. Uh, so 100,000 cash flow at 0% interest for 240 months is 416 a month, right? But let's say you give them full price, asking price. They want $100,000. Okay, I'll give you $100,000. But when you sell it on your buyer side, you sell it at 6% for the same term amount as 716. So you just created $300 cash flow just by adding a, a 6% spread between the buyer at 0% and the seller at 6%, you just created 300 a month cash flow for 20 years. Great, right? Yep. So yeah. that's where it comes down to with seller financing. As long as they're negotiable and you can negotiate a low interest rate, you can always create a spread just by adding a higher, adding a higher interest rate or extending the terms. It's beautiful. Thanks. No problem. So even, let me let me show you this. So if I extend the terms and leave it at 6%, um, I'm still cash flowing 200 bucks. But now I get, after 20 years happens, I'll make 300 months cash flow. After 20 years falls off, now I have 10 years of $600 a month cash flow. Right, right. Just because you, you extended the terms. Yes, your cash flow is less for the first 20 years, but after the 20 years are up, you get 10 years of all the cash flow. Oh shoot, that's a whole faction. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I, I mean, we'll, I mean, we could probably just schedule out for next Monday. I'll do the numbers thing again. It's, it's, it's so cool to see. And once you understand the concept of it, you can understand, like you can use this information for buying cars, buying boats, anything that's financed, buying co's, boats, houses, mobile homes, doesn't really matter, land, anything that's financed, this, this will open your mind to the possibilities and what people are looking for when they are asking for terms or when you are asking for terms on the buying side. So it kind of gives you the backdoor entrance and backdoor view to see the inner workings of how they run their numbers. So it's definitely a cool little trick to know. Yeah. Any other questions? We usually run these calls an hour. Go ahead, Shonda. I was gonna say, can we do um, can we do the um, thing that you just showed us next week for the the websites for other clients, or not next week, Thursday, maybe Thursday. Um, you want me to like build a website? I. I think I just saw it because you did the one for an example. I can't remember what it was. It was cartoonish. What was that? Oh, uh, my um, uh, hillbilly surfboards. Yes, the hillbilly surfboard. Yeah. The reason why, because are you saying like doing is that is that the SAS model thing that everybody's been talking about or no? No, everybody has access to do that. So um, I I made um, that's actually a friend of mine. Um, I just made the website for him for free. It's a close friend of my wife. So. It was more of a favor, but yeah, they're a high mind client. So I told them we can help them out. They're a new business starting out. They're starting open July 5th or something like that. So they opened this week or the third. So I'll just have out a friend, but yeah, um, there's a, I'm, I'm going to make a video about different stuff because I've never used the map feature and the map feature is pretty dope. So let me, let me show you this while I have everybody here. Um, so give me one second. So this is the website I made for them. I'm going to share my screen. Um, it's really, really simple. And I'm, I'll probably edit this later on or whatever, but it's really, really simple. It took me about 20 minutes to make. Um, I upload their, their, I uploaded their, their logo, put their phone number. This is a Trulia number. Whenever you press this button, it should dial. See how it says make a call from. So if somebody goes on the website and they hit that, it's going to start dialing in. This is one of the coolest features. So if you click on the map, it opens up Google maps to show directions. So if you guys are doing land parcels, you're selling land parcels, definitely use this map feature inside the website website and funnel builder that you can uh, put in coordinates or an address. And if anybody clicks on this, it opens up Google Maps. So it's really, really cool feature. I'll make a video on it probably tomorrow and put it up. It'll be a short one, but it's one of the cool website features that we have. And you can show um, on, on, the select, on the selector is you can show um, um, gradients. So if you guys are selling land, you can show if it's in a high or low point and it's on Google Maps too. So when they click on it, it'll show, uh, it'll start, it'll start routing them directly to the property. So it's definitely a cool little feature. Very cool. Yep. So I'm going to make a video about the maps thing itself because I thought that was awesome. Um, but um, Websites, they're, it's really simple. Once you understand the basic concept of it, I'll make another one. I, there's, a, uh, there's a video on YouTube called uh, Global and Social Icons. Um, I already made one video and I think Baskar did a video too. So it's, uh, let me see here. I'll show you. I will show you the video I made. So if you search uh, global and social icons, this is a nine minute video I did on the first, February 1st. I think it's literally the first video on YouTube. But it's a nine minute video. Um, I made a lot of the websites from scratch. So this kind of saves you all the trouble of making um, all, the all those trouble. This is like two hours of learning that I condensed into 10 minutes when I first started making websites on our system. So it might save you a lot of time if you start messing with funnels or websites, but definitely a cool feature.
any other questions? Yeah, real quick question, Daniel. Um, this is my first time seeing this stuff about the websites. So we can use the CRM to create websites for other people. Yes, you can. If you wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so uh, one of our one of our users, he's a coach, a real estate coach. Uh, he said he does 10 to 15 students a month. Like he does like monthly coaching per student, just kind of help them through the beginning stages. And uh, one of his things since he joined the hive mind and he has unlimited websites he was like hey what if i offered my students a website that they could keep and they i can charge them monthly so it's a way to essentially upsell them to get monthly cash flow out of it for no reason so technically if you weren't in the real estate game and you wanted to make and sell websites you could easily do that with hive mind and you can do unlimited of them so Side note, if you want to make some extra cash. I My only concern, because I wanted to do it for some friends, but I'm like the Twilio number. Um, like, I, get, I guess they would have to set up their own account. Like when I set them up, they would set up their own Twilio or I would do everything through no, me. You can, they can use yours, just buy another phone number. So you go on settings, buy another phone number. You can literally link it to their phone, link it to their phone and give them a sub account where they have access to essentially their leads that come in and they have their own website. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm getting all the wheels turning for everybody. No, but yes. <laughs> so, uh, no, one of our, helping a lot of people out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, another one of our users, her mom runs a catering company and didn't have a website. So she was going to make a catering website and host it on our platform with her real estate stuff. So definitely possible. I, I wanted to ask, but I, I thought it was off topic, but since since you've taken it that way, uh, <laughs> my wife, uh, I was looking to get an animated cartoon um, basically done for her, her business. And I was wondering, is that something that you, uh, is that something that you do? Animated cartoon, um, there's a product called uh, Doodly. Um, <laughs> I bought it. I have not used it. It was like 70 bucks and you can make animated cartoons. Um, but I have not messed with it just because I don't have the time. But um, you can pay somebody to make you an animated cartoon for sure. But if you want to do it yourself, there's a product called Doobly. No, I was, I was wanting to pay someone for that. <laughs> Daniel yeah. actually told me... Um, a couple of months ago and I reached out and had it done. You remember you told me you said you can get that done for fifty dollars on what was it? Uh I can't Fiber. remember what I did. Fiber? Fiber. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fiber. Fiber.com. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have a, if your spouse has another business and you need another website by all means, use the platform. It's definitely there for it and you can do it. So like even me, I have I have I have two hive mind accounts. One's like the main hive mind account, and then I have a list, I have my data company account. So I run I made me and Anthony a personal branding website. And I think I showed everybody the link that one. If you go on my Instagram, you'll see it. So that's hosted on our platform. And then I got my data website hosted on here. I got um, we got the Hive is Live, the podcast, uh, we, about the podcast, uh, link. So if you go to the hivewithus.com, that's another website. I haven't added anything to it. It's just up, but, um, the Hive is Live is our website. HiveMind CRM is our website on our platform. So you can get pretty creative. Um, every time people ask me about websites, I show them a bunch of different examples because every time I make, I make a website, I try and do like a whole different design or features just because I want to know how to build the best websites or unique websites possible. So there's definitely a lot of versatility there. Okay. How do I, um, I, I, met, I spoke with Sharonda earlier and now we're all here together. I, I can ask you, how do I uh, get into the inner circle group? Uh, just request. Um, I told I told her to just request, and I'll let you in. What I, saw, that... I was able to invite him, so you should have the invite now. Yep. Okay. Okay. Gotcha.
There you go. I'll take care of you as soon as you uh, hit the invite, invite off Stranda. Okay. Any other questions? We usually run these an hour and then uh, we'll be here Thursday as well. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and schedule it, the, the calculator or calculations for mortgages and stuff like that. We'll do that next Monday. Um, we'll just go ahead and set, set that in. So if you guys want to see that, join us next Monday at the same time. All right. Uh, next call is Thursday at 7 Central, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Thank you so much. All right. Um, I'm going to, people that want to join, if you guys want to stick around, I'm going to do it, uh, some trigger stuff with uh, Shri and somebody else. I think Corey. I don't know who else asked me. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going to stay on and do some stuff after this if you guys want to stay on. But uh, you all have a good week, and we'll talk to you another time. Thanks. Bye. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact the List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.the number one listguys.com.